Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This afternoon's episode is titled, God is No Respecter of Persons. It shall be focused on a study of 2 Chronicles chapter 19. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this man called Jehoshaphat, this king who was righteous. And we read about how, Lord, you rebuked him for yoking himself with unbelievers and helping the ungodly. Father, may you help us to have that character too, where, Lord, we do not yoke ourselves with unbelievers and those who do not accept your word, but we separate ourselves, like you said, separate for me, Paul and Barnabas. So help us, Father, to keep around ourselves the influence that you are happy with in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for being your children and for election. So speak to us for the remainder of this episode. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to 2 Chronicles chapter 19. Chapter 19. And Jehoshaphat the king of Judah returned to his house in peace to Jerusalem. And Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him, and said to king Jehoshaphat, Shouldest thou help the ungodly, and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. Nevertheless there are good things found in thee, and that thou hast taken away the groves out of the land, and hast prepared thine heart to seek God. And Jehoshaphat dwelt at Jerusalem. And he went out again through the people from Beersheba to Mount Ephraim and brought them back unto the Lord God of their fathers. And he set judges in the land throughout all the fenced cities of Judah, city by city, and said to the judges, Take heed what ye do, for ye judge not for man, but for the Lord who is with you in the judgment. Wherefore now let the fear of the Lord be upon you, Take heed and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, nor respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. Moreover, in Jerusalem did Jehoshaphat set of the Levites, and of the priests, and of the chief of the fathers of Israel, for the judgment of the Lord, and for controversies, when they returned to Jerusalem. And he charged them, saying, Thus shall ye do in the fear of the Lord, faithfully and with a perfect heart. And what cause soever shall come to you of your brethren that dwell in their cities between blood and blood, between law and commandment, statutes and judgments, ye shall even warn them that they trespass not against the Lord. And so wrath come upon you and upon your brethren. This do, and ye shall not trespass. And behold, Amariah the chief priest is over you in all matters of the Lord, and Zebediah the son of Ishmael, the ruler of the house of Judah, for all the king's matters. Also the Levites shall be officers before you. Deal courageously, and the Lord shall be with the good. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, Believest Thou This? This was preached in 1953 on September the 6th. We'll begin at paragraph 41 up to paragraph 67. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. The other day, I, my wife's president, she'll probably tell me about this afterwards. We went downtown, and there was a, a girl going down the street, a young woman that we knew. 
And I said, say, did you see her? She said, I, I spoke to her. I said, I didn't see you. And she said, I smiled at her. <laughs> That's not speaking. You know what I like? I like a great big old pump handle handshake, an old country type. Say, hello, brother. How are you? Yes, sir. Nowadays, instead, they just turn a little silly grin and say, hello. I don't like that. That freezes me to death. One day, Brother Bosworth and I, we were down in Miami, Florida, and we had a tent pitched out there. Some little boys having a meeting, got up against it, and I come down, have a couple days for him. And there was some duchess or something like that. I don't know very much about dignity and braid. So they, she was some great woman. She let this tent be set on her lot or out there, a place where she had her park. And I went down there, you know, and I was preaching. And, and Brother Bosworth said, would you stand right back here? Brother Branham said, this, the duchess wants to see you. And I said, the who? He said, the duchess. I said, well, who's she? And he said, well, it's the lady that let us have this lot. I said, well, what's she any more than anybody else? See? So he said, well, you stand right here. She's coming around. In a few minutes, here come a great big woman around like that. She had a pair of specks in her hand on a stick. Hold them out that far from her. You know people can't see that far out from you like that through places. And she come around there with about enough clothes on to go on a water musket shotgun. And she was standing along like that, walking around like that. She said, are you Dr. Branham? I said, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I said, I'm Brother Branham. She said, well, Dr. Branham, she said, I'm charmed to meet you. Holding that big fat hand up like that. I got a hold of her. I said, look at here, sister. Bring it down here so I know you want to see you again. That's it. There's too many of us today trying to put on what we call the expression, put on the dog. What are you anyhow? That's right. No, we're not nothing but just people. I was passing by a coliseum or museum rather here not long ago and they had a picture of a man's body in there weighed 150 pounds, said he was worth 84 cents in chemicals. <laughs> Put a hundred dollar suit on 84 cents. Walk around with your nose up in the air like the rain had drowned you. Thinking you're somebody, you're not worth but 84 cents if you weigh 150 pounds. Wrap a $500 mink coat around 84 cents and won't even speak to your neighbor. That's right. That's what's the matter with the world today. Amen. People stuck up and starchy. God had to pour out the Holy Spirit and wilt that thing down in you. Every one of us were just exactly on the same level. God made us all out of one pattern. No matter if you live in a better neighborhood, go to a better church, you're nothing. But what's God's made you? Who are you to glory? Glory comes to God. Yes, sir. Then a couple of boys stand there. One looked and said, well, John, we're not worth very much, are we? I said, look, fella, that's your body. But you got a soul that's worth 10,000 worlds. That's right. I said, that body will go back to the dust some of these days. But you got a soul that'll live forever. Take care of that. And look at the value that Jesus Christ put on it to come from glory to die to redeem you. That's the trouble. We look at the outside and take care of the outside. But the inside, we let it go. Yes, sir. I can see Martha as she, uh, Mary rather, she run and hugged Elizabeth and she kissed her and began to pat her, you know, and having a, a rejoicing, happy. Said, oh, I, let's listen in on their conversation. I can hear Martha say, now this is drama. I can hear Martha, uh, Mary say, oh, Elizabeth, I am so happy. Oh, the, I have been told, not how, but I have been told that you're to be mother. Yes, Elizabeth says, that's right. 
But she said, I'm just a little bit weary. Why? Why, it's six months as me as a mother. And as far as we know, there was no life yet. That's subnormal. See, life about three months, two months. So they said, it's subnormal. I have no life yet. And I'm worried. And it's six months as me. She said, but the angel Gabriel has met me and told me that I was going to be mother too. Knowing no man. And said I would bring forth a child. And I would call his name Jesus. And the first time that that name Jesus was spoke through mortal lips, little dead John laying in his mother's womb got the Holy Ghost and began to leap and jump for joy. That's right. And if the name of Jesus Christ will bring life to a dead baby, what ought to do to a born-again church? Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, sir. She said, Whence cometh the mother, my Lord? For as soon as your salutation come into my ears, my baby leaped in my womb for joy. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Oh, brother, we're not in the fog. We know where we're at. Sure, said, as soon as your salutation come to my ears, my baby leaped in my womb for joy, and John received the Holy Ghost. Amen. What will the name of Jesus Christ do? I've seen it bind witch doctors. I've seen it bind demons to where they shamefully I've seen them drop on the platform, fall in their seats, paralyzed sitting there over the name of Jesus Christ. Oh my. Faith in the Father, faith in the Son, faith in the Holy Ghost, three in the one. Demons will tremble and sinners awake. Faith in Jehovah will anything shake. That's right. Said exactly right. Hold your faith in God. That's right. Oh, God has always had a people who would believe Him. Back down when He came out of the wilderness, brought the children of Israel into the wilderness. What a time! After they crossed the Red Sea, got over there, they had an old-fashioned camp meeting. They looked back and seen all the old taskmasters dead in the sea. Mary and began to dance and in a spirit and beat a tambourine. A very typical picture of an old-fashioned camp meeting. Is that right? Yeah. Moses got in the spirit and raised up his hands and sang a song in the spirit. Amen. If that is an old-fashioned meeting, I've never seen one. And I look, God promised to supply all their needs. And just when they crossed over, while they didn't have nothing but a, a little box of bread sitting on top of their head, it'd give out. So God promised he'd supply their need. The next morning when they got up, the ground was laying full of manna. Looked like horror frost. Now they said to taste it, They'd lick their tongue on it, taste it. It tastes like wafers and honey. My, that's a real Baptist dish, wasn't it? <laughs> wafers and honey. All right, so he, they begin to eat it. It tasted good. You know, David, I believe the psalmist said one time, taste and see the Lord is good. Yeah. It tastes like honey in the rock. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Honey in the rock. There's something about a rock that has... In the Bible, it's always the rock. He was the rock. He was the rock that was in the wilderness. And the rock, like used to in old times when we'd have a, 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 someone to get bit by a mad dog, they'd take him to a mad stone. They'd stick him to this mad stone. If he stuck, why, well, he got well. If he didn't stick, he died. The worst mad dog I know today is the devil. That's right. And if you're a bit by him, go to the stone, the rock, Christ Jesus. Hold on to Calvary's. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Hold on to it. No matter what the world says, what your church says, what the doctor says, hold on to the rock of ages. Stick there. Hold to it. And God will see that you get well. Don't you believe it? Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Oh, my. 
Then another thing, that manna tastes like honey in the rock. Did you ever get it? Did you ever taste it? We got some spiritual manna today. Do you believe that? God was furnishing them with that manna as long as they were in the journey. God, that was a type of the Holy Ghost. Do you believe that? They furnished the natural manna for the natural man. Now the spiritual man receives the manna from heaven, which is the Holy Ghost. When the church was inaugurated on the day of Pentecost, very beautiful type of the first manna falling. They was all up there in the upper room in one accord. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a rushing mighty wind. Filled all the house where they were sitting. Cloven tongues appeared on them like fire. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and out into the streets they went. Screaming and shouting and going on. And all the, all the religious world standing out there said, well, these guys are drunk. They're full of new wine. Well, listen at them. I never heard such a noise in my life. Let me tell you something, my dear Catholic friend here this afternoon. The Blessed Virgin Mary was with them. That's right. And if God, listen here now, you think you're starchy. Look, if God wouldn't respect no more the mother of Jesus Christ, and she couldn't get into heaven until she went up there and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and act like a drunk woman, how much more you got to have it before you get in there? That's right. And she staggered like she was drunk. Hallelujah. Staggering like a drunk person. Oh, you ever hear a drunkard saying, Oh, everything's just fine. Now be not drunk upon strong drinks, but be drunk on the Spirit. Hallelujah. That's what we need today. Is an old-fashioned, drunken baptism of the Holy Ghost that burns out sin, double cure. An old-time, backwoods, sky-blue, sin-killing religion. Hallelujah. What the world needs today is an old-fashioned St. Paul's revival in the Bible, Holy Ghost, back in the church. Amen. Amen. That's what's the matter the church today, reasons of formal and any different. Yes, sir. Now, when they all receive this, they begin to wonder, said, man and brethren, what can we do? They were eating the manna. Oh, my. Having a good time. Just a glorifying God. And Peter said, repent, everyone of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What? Now, Aaron, as soon as the first manna fell, God told Aaron and Moses, go out there and pick up several omers full of it. And put it back in the holies of holies. That when your children, children, all that come into the priesthood, will get a taste of the original manna. Oh, what a privilege. When a man become a priest. Now, remember, outside of the holies of holies... That was the only one that kept. It wouldn't keep 24 hours. It got worms in it. That's what's the matter of the Pentecostal church today. Amen. What's the matter? The experience you had a year ago has got wiggle tails in it today. Get rid of the thing. Let's have one now. You know what? Them little termites or whatever it is wiggles around in them. Broken cisterns. Stagnated water. I know what I had yesterday. I know what I got today. Hallelujah. I'm looking for more of it. Lord, fill my soul every day. Yes, sir. Then every priest that come in could have a bite of the original manna. And now look. Peter said to repent and be baptized. And you would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this manna, in other words, is for your children and to your children's children. And to them it's far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now today, now the middle wall of petition is torn down. And every man, every man, no matter who he is, that wants to be born again, 
can come into the temple of God, get down to the altar, raise up his hands, and get a mouthful, not of something like it, but the original manna that fell on the day of Pentecost, the same works, the same manifestations, the same power, the same evidence, everything that they got on Pentecost, we can have today. Not something like it, but the same thing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. These fellows back there in this old Omer, they didn't get something look like it. They got the original. Hallelujah. I'm glad today that you can get the original baptism of the Holy Ghost. Power, strength. Same wonders, the same miracles, the same resurrected Lord Jesus. Brother. Oh, the promises unto your children. And your children's children, to them as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He said it tastes like honey in a rock, David did. Honey in the rock. You know, the Israelites, when they was in the journey, where they had a cleft in the rock, they went in the rock and found honey. Everything they had need of was right there in the rock. Everything you got need of today is right in the rock. Christ Jesus. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, David being a shepherd... He used to, the shepherds used to carry a script bag on their side. And every time they'd get a sick sheep, they'd take some of this honey out of the script bag and rub it on a rock, on a limestone rock, and the sheep would go licking this honey, and he'd get that limestone out of the rock, and it would heal the sick sheep. Now, brother, I got a whole script bag full of it. I'm going to put it on, not the Pentecostal church, not the Baptist church, but on Christ Jesus and you sick sheep start licking. Now, I'm telling you, when you go licking on the honey, you're going to lick off divine healing as sure as I'm standing in this pulpit today. So just lick, 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 lick until you're well. Amen. Oh, it should eat. Just pour the honey over Christ Jesus. How wonderful, how glorious, how powerful, how everything. You just start licking on it and see what happens. You'll find that cancer gone. You'll find those blinded eyes open. Them crippled legs are walking. That dumb tongue of speaking. That deaf ear hearing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Oh, how good. Notice, what we need today is that back in the church again. Yes. You believe that? Yes. Not long ago, my brother, well, it's been years ago. My brother and I, one day we got down and we was looking at an an old terrapin. You know what they are, you people here born the turtle. They walk kind of funny, you know. And I seen one walking. I said, look at that funny thing. And we got down to him. And, and you know what he done? As soon as he got to him, and brought up in his shell. Puts it in the mind of some church members. That's right. Get around close to him with a real gospel. They draw up in their shell. You know, I don't believe in that stuff. Days of miracles is past. Oh, my. Yes, sir. I said, get out of there. You wouldn't do it. <laughs> you can't scold him out of it. So I went out and I said, I'll make him get out. I got me switched and I really poured it on him. Didn't do him a bit of good. He just stayed right in it. You can't beat him into it. That's right. Your programs, whatever it is, you'll never do it. So I said, I'll fix him. I tuck him down at the creek and stuck him down the water. I said, I'll drown him or he'll walk. I stuck him down just two or three bubbles come up. He just hooked out right in his shell. You can baptize them face forward, backward, three times, four times, upside down, sprinkle them, whatever you want to. They're still a sinner. But brother, I got me a piece of paper and kid a little far and set it on him. Boy, he really went then. <laughs> That's right. What we need today is an old time pouring out of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. 
That'll move the church where nothing else will touch it. You believe it? Just in fire in the church. The trouble of it is we put it all in a furnace and tuck it off the altar. Amen. Yes, sir. I can see John back there now when or Zachariah. As soon as the baby was born, here come forth and he spoke and prophesied and said what would take place. We know what kind of a child must this be. All the regions was wondering what kind of a child this must be. And Zachariah prophesied. So did his mother prophesy at his birth. About nine years old, he never went over to some cemetery or seminary. You know, I always make a mistake there because there's so much alike, I can't already tell them apart. <laughs> a cemetery and a seminary is both dead places. All right. Brother, we don't need to know theology today. We want neology today is what we need to be born again. That's right. The simplicity of the gospel. I always felt so sorry for an incubator chicken. <laughs> a little incubator chicken is hatched out. He just chirp, 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 and ain't got no mammy to go to. Plus, in I'm a seminary preacher that knows more about God than a hot and hot knows about Egyptian night. Love, there are a lot of theology and read a whole lot off a piece of paper. I'd rather have a man that didn't know his ABCs and could preach the Bible under the power of the Holy Ghost and all the theology to you could poke down his throat in ten years. Hallelujah. What am I feeling this way about? Look. Amen. Yes, sir. What we need today is what is a new cleaning up in the church. Don't you believe that? It's almost when that mating season's come. The first thing you know, birds go out and build their nest. They make a, a nest up in the tree. They take all their eggs and lay them, and the old mother bird sets over them, and she warms them, hatches them, goes away. But now, if that mother bird hasn't been in contact with the male bird, the germ of life comes from the male sex. We know that. A hen can lay an egg. But if she hasn't been with the male bird, it'll never hatch. That's right. Germ comes from the male. And just like birds... You can take an old mother bird, if she hasn't been with the male bird, and she can make a nest, lay a nice nest full of big round eggs, and she can sit there and hover them and warm them and get so poor she can't even fly off the nest. And them eggs will lay right in there and rot. That's right. They'll never hatch because they're not fertile. And that's what I think about the churches today, brother. We've got a great big bunch of deacons and so forth that don't know nothing about God till we got to pat them on the back and because they're this and that we put them in the church and heads and everything like that we got a nest full of rotten eggs what we need is somebody in contact with Jesus Christ it's time to dump the nest out and get started again right. get, turn the nest upside down and get somebody in there that's been in contact with the maker Jesus Christ who believes that God lives hallelujah you're going to call me a holy roller anyhow, so you might as well get started right now. See? Sir, what I mean today that we need life in the church. Eternal life. Men and women, if you get men and women born again while you talk about a healing campaign in your church, you say, hmm, don't believe in that old kind of stuff. Sure you can, he's an old rotten egg. Yes, sir. First thing you know, these people sit around there, and most of the members, I, I'm preaching, listen, brother, i got to answer before God someday. Right. Not long ago, you were holding this people. How you used to do your, take your women out here, how they would dress. Sure, not long ago, a fella, I had a man driving a truck. He smoked cigarettes. And the man said to me, he said, well, you can't have that around us holding this people. I said, the man's a good man. He don't claim to be a Christian. And I'm just letting him drive one of them trucks out there. Said, well, brother, you can't do that. Said, that man smoked cigarettes. 
in the very same day in California, in my meeting, they brought a, he says, I want you to meet our district presbyter. I said, how do you do, sir? I'm glad to meet you, brother. He said, here's my wife. I want you to meet. And brother, now women, don't let this hurt you. See? But she was painted like I don't know what. Two big earrings hanging way down like, like, like the devil is using her neck for a saddle and them for stirrups. And sitting up there with her clothes on and looked like everything. And I said, do you mean, if that's that preacher's wife? Said, yes. And I said, I- is she a saint? Said, yes. I said, she looks like a hank to me. Instead of a saint sitting there like that. It's a shame you've let down the bars, brother, sister. That's exactly what you got. You got starch in the church. You want to come back to the old-fashioned gospel again. It cleans man up. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for learning the admonition that Jehoshaphat gave to the leaders and the judges of the people, that they should treat each other and the people of God with respect and teach them not to trespass against the Lord. And Lord, that they should not treat one better than the other. Help us, Father, to know that among your children there's no big eyes and little yous, but Father, we're all one big family of God. Give us of that divine love which we know we can never fake, but it can only come from the depths of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. So Father, with that filter of the Word of God, may it filter out all the hatred and all the bickering and fighting that we might have, but have pure love for you and for your children. For you said, what can separate us from the love of God? And you said, Lord, if we show love to you, to our fellow men and and your children, we show love for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Change my 